welcome to this week's episode of Ghost of Uh-huh. Becca, are you glad that I insisted on taking us in? I thought you had something. I thought you had something. I just I just was feeling it in my in my bone, in my jellies. Oh, okay. It's over now. You're free. Am I ever free? I don't think that's true. Well, I mean, in in a sense, no. In another sense, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Becca. Oh, I'm, uh, ah, oh, shit. I'm Taylor. Oh <laughs> Today we're going to talk about scary music. <laughs> scary music. Not just, like, music that, you know, sounds spooky, but music with, like, spooky lyrics or weird histories or whatever. And this is a recommendation from our friend Lord Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. From the Funky Town podcast, he emailed it in, and he had like a much longer, eloquent, like explanation for this recommendation. And this is what we've done with it. I'm so sorry. Taylor was like, "Okay, so what? What all have you done?" And I listed like four songs that I'd researched, and she was like, "I have two, so buckle up." I was thinking <laughs> kind of like a like a wonderful podcast format where it's like. I do a thing, you do a thing, I do a thing, you do a thing. Mwah. Wiggly Italian fingers, chef's kiss, we we get it, we're done. But Becca was like, no, we're going to learn. Taylor, look at me. Look at me in my <laughs> eyes. You're going to learn. And then I spit my, my fucking creme brulee latte all over. <laughs> For the fifth time today. You're welcome. I uh, I don't know what I what I did that was so funny, but Becca just can't get enough of me, and she did do two spit takes with her uh, caramel uh, creme brulee uh, latte. Her creme brulee latte. Excuse me. We went on a lovely drive to get away from the office, and we're like, let's go to Starbucks. Let's be bad. Let's go to the <laughs> faraway Starbucks. And we were pulling out, and. I don't know. I was just in a very good mood. I was tired, but like kind of delirious. And Becca was in a tired, but not delirious mood. She was in a, I want Taylor to go to fucking hell. (laughs) Stop bugging me, day. You were just, you were feeling very like affectionate and I was just not. And unfortunately, I mean, it's very rare for you. And it's, I feel like pretty rare for me to be just like fed up, but Man. It did not align. No, it didn't align at all. So sad. Mm-hmm. And then when we were in the car, I had gotten one of those hot coffee collars for my coffee, and it wasn't that hot, but Becca's was, and she didn't have a collar. And so I let her have mine, and she was like, thanks for being a good friend. I love you. I'm sorry I've been kind of cranky today. And then I was like, it didn't hurt my feelings. And then Becca spit her coffee <laughs> all over my windshield. <laughs> And all of my, like, affectionate feelings went out the window. I was just like, Becca, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then I laughed until my ribs hurt. And then we got back to the garage at work, and we were walking down to the office, and we were talking about, 
like remembering cell phone numbers and how it's kind of hard now that you just put them in your phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I actually don't remember Becca's like home phone or her cell phone number by heart. And she was like, I remember yours. It's fine. And then I pretended to do a spit take calling back to the one she had done like five minutes before. And then she did a real spit take <laughs> all over the hallway, walking down to our, uh, our office. <sighs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of spit today. A, lo- a lot of explosive coffee <sighs> action from my friend Becca. I threw it away after that. I was like, I think I'm done. I, it's clearly not meant to be in my mouth at all. It was less about getting the coffee. And more about leaving. Yeah, it was more about leaving the office. And you yes. have to give yourself like a quest. But I promise, do you have, are you drinking any liquids right now? No. All right. I'm terrified too. I'm going to be so dehydrated for the next two weeks. It's like anytime I see Taylor, I just, I have to put it down. I can't have any liquids in my mouth. She's going to say something the second I take a drink. She's going to be like, ha, 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 I can't help it that I am just a, a font of comedic gold. I love that the only time you laugh is when I do a fucking spit take or. Yeah, I, I let out my, my terrible, weird jackass laugh. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Don't don't make fun of it. It's a weirdy laugh, but it's mine. I think all laughs are kind of weird. Anytime I read something where they're like, her laughter was like tinkling glass. I'm like, that sounds fucking fake. It was probably like. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> That's what tinkling glass sounds like. Hmm. Becca, what's the last time you broke a window? <laughs> I tickled myself. Okay, everything's cool. Let's, I guess, move on. All right. Well, since you have a bit more than me, how about you start off and okay. we'll see how long it takes you to get through like two of them and then I'll sprinkle mine in the middle. That sounds good. So let's let's go with like a, a light one first. Um, so a recommendation that I don't actually know anything about the song, or really even the band, I didn't do a whole lot of research on this one, was um, Me and the Devil by Soap and Skin. It's creepy. I'm pretty sure the band is Scandinavian, but I might be wrong. Probably should have looked that up. Back over here being like, I did research, but not on this one. I did a lot. It's Austrian. Okay, it's an Austrian artist named Anya uh, Plask. Plask. She's 29. Anyways, it's creepy. It's the intro song for um what is what is that show? It's German. It's a German show. Hmm. Have I seen it? Yeah. Remember I watched it in English and was like, I didn't know this was German until I realized that the their mouths weren't synced up. Oh, oh, um it's not the opening. It's just in like a random episode. The opening is uh goodbye by Apparat or something like that. Oh, okay. But it's it's in the series somewhere. You're thinking of um, Dark. Dark, okay. Also a creepy song. But that's just that's just a little wreck to get us started. Sprinkle sprinkle some wrecks. So the next song, it's actually two songs off of the same album. It's uh, Kate Bush off of the album Hounds of Love, which if you've ever listened to that album, it's there's a lot of songs on it, and some of them have, like, kind of a storyline, and others of them are sort of just... It's all cohesive, but, like, 
some of it has a more like strong narrative between like, I would say like four or five songs and two of them, one is under ice. It's basically about this girl who I think like either snuck out or skipped school or something and she's ice skating and she sees something under the ice and she realizes it's a person. And as she gets closer, she realizes it's her. And then you realize that she's drowning, like she's fallen through the ice and she's drowning. The storyline is basically like part of it is her sneaking out. Part of it is the ice skating incident. And then it leads into this song called Waking the Witch, which is very creepy. Under the ice is pretty creepy, but because like once you once it gets to the lyric where she realizes it's her, it's just it, you get chills. And then um, Waking the Witch, basically, it starts off with like a chorus of voices trying to wake the girl up. And Kate Bush had like, she has a quote about it that I saved. It says, these sort of visitors come to wake them up, to bring them out of this dream so that they don't drown. My mother's in there, my father, my brothers, Patty and John. Brian Tench, the guy that mixed the album with us, is in there. Della's in there. Robbie Coltrane does one of the voices. I was just trying to get lots of different characters and all the ways that people wake you up. Like, you know, you sort of fall asleep at your desk at school and the teacher says, wake up, child, pay attention. So the rest of the song is basically kind of like a witch trial. Well, it is a witch trial. And some people have thought that maybe it's like the girl glimpsing like a past life or it's just her hallucinating while she's, you know, unconscious because there's also a song later in the album called Jig of Life, and it's about this woman kind of having a conversation with herself in the future. And so they're wondering if maybe it's a similar sort of idea of like glimpsing future and past versions of yourself. The rest of it, it's there's a I'm gonna finish the quote by her. Um there's and when it ends, you hear like a helicopter because it's a helicopter coming to like save her from the the like pond she's drowning in i couldn't get a helicopter anywhere and in the end i asked permission to use the helicopter from the wall from the floyd and it was the best helicopter i'd heard for years and years <laughs> i think it's very interesting the whole concept of witch hunting and the fear of women's power in a way it's very sexist behavior and i feel that female intuition and instincts are very strong and are still put down really and in this song this woman is being persecuted by the witch hunter and the whole jury although she's committed no crime and they're trying to push her under the water to see if she'll sink or float. And so that's how it ties in with like the girl drowning. Mhm. So it's just it's very like effective. The whole album is very good and you should check it out. Yeah, I'll probably put in a little bit of the beginning part just because it's such a jarring jump between the voices mm-hmm. and the talking. And then all of a sudden there's like this just jumble of almost like static sounding mm-hmm. and then sprinkling a little bit of like voices that sound almost demonic. Yep. Hello, Captain William. Of course I had to see you. 
kind of getting like some goblin vibes in there. Yeah. Oh, we should have put goblin on here. Goblin spooky. Yeah, but I mean, that one I think was more like just a scary soundtrack. That's true, but... It doesn't really have any, except for them like whispering witch a bunch. It doesn't really have any You don't. Lyrics. You don't think that... <laughs> that's not lyrics to you? I can, I can understand it. I just have so close-minded. I'm sorry. God, Taylor. Get with it. Okay, so mine, I try to pick ones that, like, are a little bit creepy sounding, but also have, like, ominous sounding lyrics. And the first one that I have always really liked is the Shank Hill Butchers by the Decemberists. It's on their The Crane Wife album. For better or worse, some of their songs are kind of goofy and have some weird stuff in them, but I like songs that, like, tell stories and are very narrative. That's why I like a lot of like Mountain Goats stories and the Decembrists are in there for sure too. But this one I always thought was like about an urban legend because, you know, the lyrics are stuff like, you know, the Shankill Butcher's on the rise. They're waiting until the dead of night. They're picking at their fingers with their knives and wiping off their cleavers on their thighs. And then stuff about like, if you don't mind your mother's words, a wicked wind will blow the ribbons from your curls. And so it just has a lot of the whole like, you know, don't be bad. Don't go out past curfew or these butchers will kill you. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a good old urban legend. They love that kind of weird, like industrial whatever stuff. And then I looked it up because I was like, oh, I wonder if it's, you know, based on an actual murder or anything. And it turns out that the Shankill Butcher's uh, was a uh, Ulster loyalist gang. Ulster loyalists were people who, well, Ulster was like the Ulster volunteer force, and it was people in uh, Ireland, I believe, who were loyal to people who wanted to stay with the United Kingdom. And I think they were hmm. mainly active between like 1975 and 1982 in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Man, it was that that like recent. I thought it was like. I don't know. I just figured it was like the 1800s. I don't know. What the fuck? It's It sounds like that kind of thing, but but nah. But it was, yeah, the Shankill area and was responsible for the deaths of at least 23 people, most of whom were killed in sectarian attacks. The gang was notorious for kidnapping, murdering random Catholics and suspected Catholic civilians. Each was beaten ferociously and had his throat hacked with a butcher's knife. Some were also tortured and attacked with a hatchet. The gang also killed six Ulster Protestants over personal disputes and two other Protestants who had been mistaken for Catholics. But yeah, they uh, were not a great group. Uh -uh. And so it was uh, it was interesting, but also always a bummer when you're like, haha, this cool urban legend. And you're like, no, these are real people who did some real murders. Fuck. But, and who knows, like, maybe they took some liberties to make it sound more like, you know, they're going after little kids and stuff like that, because it's definitely got kind of like a, like a slow, lilting melody to it, but I'll throw in a lyric or two. They used to be just like me and you. They used to be sweet little boys But something went horribly askew Now killing is their only source of joy 
since we're discussing the merits of these, I think we can put a couple snippets in without getting in trouble. Teehee. It's interesting because, like, because of the way the Decemberists, like, songs are, I feel like everything they do, like, has a tone of, like, sepia over it because it's like, this is an yeah. old-timey song. And so I assumed when you were like, oh, it's actually based on some serial killers, I was like, oh, well, they must have been from, like, the 17- like the 1800s because I feel like that's very much their, like, vibe. But when you were mm-hmm. like, oh, it's 1975 to 1982, I was like, what the fuck? The way they talk about it sounds definitely like, come here, little sonny. Don't don't go out after night because, I mean, that's I why I was like, all their stuff just sounds like like Industrial Revolution, yeah. Civil War, mm-hmm. Old South. Like, I don't know. They have They have a lot of different weird vibes. So I wasn't expecting it to be that soon and that's why i'm wondering if they kind of took the idea of it and were like well let's take the dread that comes with thinking that a rival gang is going to chop your neck off and kind of give it that little that little flavor dip it in sepia baby (laughs) yeah just dunk it in sepia (laughs) let it steep a little bit this is a early or mid 2000s video game fantasy video game to be precise Mm, so brown so brown have you ever felt more depressed? No. Ugh, I don't want to use all my rods and cones. I'm so tired. I just want to see brown. <laughs> I don't want to use all my rods and cones. God. I just want to use one. <laughs> what are some more of yours? Um, let's see. I've got Kimmy in a Rice Field by Mr. Twin Sister, which when the song came out, it was just Twin Sister. But now it is Mr. Twin Sister, so. I haven't heard this song in a long time. I'm excited to re-listen to it. Because I remember, I can't remember if you put it on a mix for me or something, but I remember hearing it and it was like very, oh no, very haunting. It is, it's a creepy song. I was mostly going to talk about the video because there wasn't a whole lot of like information that I could really glean from looking it up. um, Other than just people being like, this is a spooky song. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So, in the video, the music video, it's, there's a lot of, like, focus on eyes, and um, it kind of illustrates the story, which is, it's about this girl named Kimmy, and she's walking down to, like, basically, like, this little pond or, or river or whatever through a rice field, and she's chilling there, and then a boy passes by and says hi, and then um it like night falls and she's looking into the water and she catches like the lyric is she catches sight of her dead sister with a grin. She's moaning. Beware of me. Seedlings stirring, towering over Kimmy runs. The field is alive. It swallows her whole body. She fights dead alive together in their rice field together. And the video is much like that. <laughs> Basically. Hmm. Take uh, it very literally. Yeah, so the the woman playing Kimmy, she plays both her and the t- dead twin sister, but she's wearing, I think, like, contacts that make her eyes look completely like – you can't see the difference between, like, the pupil and the iris. It, it looks like – it looks like, like, contacts, but um, when she sees her sister, the sister's eyes are completely whited out, and – it's it's super like frightening to look at and then they end up like fusing together in the video which is very much the whole like concept of the song but it's 
it's just, if you want to feel creeped out, like you're worried your doppelganger is going to come and kill you, like this is a very on point song for that. three different approaches like either it's like a a sibling i don't know with like an unsolved murder or who went mm-hmm. missing or something twin that died at birth that's now like absorbing you or like you said just like a doppelganger just like a straight up changeling kind of situation all three very frightening bad <laughs> upsetting or frightening yes but um yeah so kimmy in a rice field it's- really creepy and the woman in the video which i think is the artist she looks so much like shelly duvall in the shining like Mm. she kind of has that same like gaunt appearance and the dark eyes dark hair like like, heavy lids yes so and when her eyes are completely whited out it's it's super creepy (laughs) like very frightening um so my next song is Car Chase Terror! Exclamation point by M83. And um, it's from an early album of theirs, um, Before the Dawn Heals Us. And it jumps right in. And it's basically this woman is having a nervous breakdown inside of her car. And it's one voice, but there's two characters. It's a woman and her daughter. And... Um, the daughter is like assuring her like, oh, it was just a dream. And the mom's like, he was there. His car was parked there in the same gas station, all dressed in green. I couldn't my move my head, but I was watching him in the mirror. And like, she describes what she's seeing and the little girl's scared. And she's like, I, you know, there's nothing there. And so the mom's like, don't worry, you know, just go back to sleep. It's fine. And then some instrumental, you know, M83 music plays. And then all of a sudden she's like, wake up, wake up. And she's felt his breath in her hair. And it's very like stressful and you get chills listening to it because you can't tell if she's having a psychotic break and imagining him or if it's actually happening. Cause you hear the squeals of the tires, you hear her like fighting with her daughter and since it's one voice when i looked it up on reddit they were like some people have insinuated that maybe it's actually just the woman having a conversation with herself as her like either dead daughter or her imagined daughter and there's like speculation that maybe the man who's chasing them quote unquote is like a her estranged husband like abusive ex or something yeah that killed their daughter or just a lot of things and um none of them good exactly i had always just assumed they just had one actress play two different characters it had never occurred to me that maybe it was just actually supposed to be one woman having a conversation with herself, essentially, as her daughter. Yeah, I mean, unless you've got, like, you know, maybe money restrictions, it seems like a very specific choice to have one person do both the voices. Exactly, which I had never, like, thought to really think about it, because I was just so focused on, like, the horror of the idea of being on a um, 
on the road and like either imagining or they're actually being some man who's chasing you, you know? <gasps> wake up! Wake up! What's happening? I felt his breath in my hair. He's here. I know he's here. We'll start the car, Mom. Hurry up. I can't. I can't. I don't know what to do. Turn the key, please. Go, go. But it's very stressful to listen to and because they're crying and like the woman acting it is very good. So and the music is good. Yeah, there's actually a um, I can't remember what it's called, but it always comes up on my certain like radio stations on my Spotify, I guess because I listened to that one Me and the Devil song mm-hmm. by Soap and Skin. Soap and skin. But there's another song by them that pops up all the time. And one section of it just sounds like someone straight up being murdered. And I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's just someone like yelling and being like, no, no. And just like struggling. And I'm like, well, the rest of the song is okay. This part is just very upsetting to listen to. Why does this keep showing up? I don't know. Do they not have any other songs that sound like me and the devil? (laughs) Yeah. Car Chase Terror is visceral, but... It it's not it doesn't sound like anyone's being murdered, but it does sound like someone having a an episode or just someone being very scared. But it's very good. Can't wait. <laughs> a lot of these songs I have actually I've heard some of the ones that Becca's talking about, but um not all of them. Because Becca is better at music than me. I'm not afraid to say it, Becca. I don't Don't fight it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> You have great taste in music. Most of the music that I enjoy is because you have uh, shown it to me, so. That's very kind, but I've also found lots of music because of stuff you've found, so. Maybe so. It's a two-way street. Don't. Also, anime music. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of anime music. Have I ever told you guys about. My OC playlist. Well, I mean, there's that. I'm not ashamed of that. I don't give a shit. I have a thousand OC playlists. You want to come for me? That is not the way to get me. I don't care. I'll give you Um, a link. I'll give you a fucking link and you'll be like, damn, this shit slaps. Anyways, (laughs) um, uh, I found either a picture or I think I found just the jewel case of one of the um, anime music discs that you made me in like seventh oh, grade. Yeah. And it had Ryoko on the front from Tenchi Muyo. Yeah. And it was like volume seven. And I was like, God, God, you're such nerds. And we still you are. You could only fit so much on a CD. It's true. You, you know? could. You need a lot of volume. Sometimes if it's a long song, you can only have like 10 songs on a CD. It's true. Especially, <sighs> especially if you had the like, Really long songs that we would sometimes have on there. I mean, sometimes you need the full cut. Yep, with the voice acting. You don't, I don't want. I don't want the TV version of the anime opening. Okay, I want the full four minutes. Yep. <sighs> I found it and I was like, ah, oh. it brought a tear to my eye. I was like, God, we're so so <laughs> lame, and we still are. Because uh, it's uh, it's Ryoko from Tenchi in Tokyo too. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Took me a while to get used to those designs, but they've got their their merits. That was my favorite like art style, weirdly enough. I feel like it was very close to what your style was like in high school. Yep. And so when that came out, I was like, Becca? Becca, have you been animating in Japan? Maybe. 
Where you been? Maybe so. No, I was not nearly that. No. Mm-mm. It was so clean, so crisp. So clean, so crisp. That's just because I, I can't do sketchy. That's all right, man. Your art is beautiful. So is yours. Everyone go look at Becca's art. Don't. It will take your breath away. No, it won't. You will suffocate. <laughs> Maybe, because it's not that good. It's great. <sighs> anyway, my next one and my last one is uh, Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And this one, there's not even like a whole lot to the actual story of it. It doesn't have like a, a history behind it or folklore or anything. It just has kind of like a, an eerie tone, but it's also kind of a bop. And apparently they were just kind of working on songs and Nick Cave was not even really a big fan of it. I guess it's also apparently the theme to Peaky Blinders, huh. which I've never watched because Me when either. I looked it up to find out more stuff about it, it just, I got an article from the New York Post called The Unlikely Story Behind Peaky Blinders theme song. <laughs> but uh, the quote that it started with is, it's a song that has fairly humble beginnings, remembers Mick Harvey, guitarist and co-founder of The Bad Seeds, who is also credited as a co-writer of Red Right Hand, along with Cave and drummer Thomas Woidler. Cave didn't think much of the song's repeating groove at first, but was persuaded to reconsider by his band and eventually wrote lyrics about a shadowy, alluring, and manipulative figure stalking the land and striking a combination of fear and awe everywhere he goes. He's seemingly part deity, part demon. Aside from alluding to the phrase, Red Right Hand, which is taken from John Milton's epic poem, Paradise Lost, they're talking about God's, like, vengeful red right hand, Mm. Uh, Cave has never revealed who the figure is. I still find it all mysterious, adds Harvey. I don't want to know the details, and I'd never ask Nick. Sometimes it's better to think, what the hell's that all about? (laughs) (laughs) It's better that it's unknowable and spooky. The song has its own life now. Mm. But it's got a, it's just got a good, a good little, little bop to it. And it's got, I don't know, I'll play a little bit of it. You'll see him in your nightmares, you'll see him in your dreams He'll appear out of nowhere, but he ain't what he seems You'll see him in your head on a TV screen Hey buddy, I'm warning you to turn it off He's a god, he's a man, he's a ghoul. It just talks about, like, on a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. He'll wrap you in his arms, tell you that you've been a good boy. He'll rekindle all the dreams it took you a lifetime to destroy. He'll reach deep into the hole, heal your shrinking soul, but there won't be a single thing that you can do. He's a god, he's a man, he's a ghost, he's a guru. Boopy. It's spooky, but I mean, I want to hold hands with him, with this man, this red, red right hand man. He's got a cool coat. (laughs) Taylor. Oh my God. I just remembered why I got, like, why I was done with you today. I remember what it was. Why were you done with me? It was when you came up and we were looking at that picture of that, that (laughs) poor high school boy who took his cat to prom, and it's such a sweet photo of his cat looking up lovingly at him, and you implied that the cat wanted to fuck him. You're a monster. I mean, that was probably too much, but 
I don't know. I have a cat who wants to kill me and take my husband. So when I looked at that cat, I saw that same killing intent. <laughs> oh. She was like, I will be prom queen and you will be my prom king. He was already taking her to prom. There's no need for murder. Yeah, but I bet I bet the cat wasn't on the ballot for prom queen. No, probably not. Yeah. She's a cat. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe it's not true, but I'm saying it could be true. I'm winking my eye through the microphone. It's too much, it? Taylor. It's too much. Wink, 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 wink. Too much. Wink. Hope you can hear my squishy eyeball. I couldn't. As I wink into it. But that's all I got. It's a good one. Enjoy. I have actually never heard that song. I've heard all the other ones, but not that one. I don't know. If you hear it, it's apparently like been in a bunch of... Like, it was in an X-Files episode. Mm. Um, it was in Dumb and Dumber, your favorite movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I get it's like a popular song, so you might recognize it. Probably, honestly. So to close out, this is a more upbeat sort of like album of bops that are also spooky slash Halloween themed. And it is Kim Petra's Turn Off the Light. It's got so many bops, like... Some of it is sort of like electronic uh, instrumental bits, like Demons is really good. Knives is really good. <sighs> Omen, Transylvania, those are all instrumental and they are all like chef's kiss. My other favorites from that are Close Your Eyes, There Will Be Blood is very good. Wrong Turn is very good. Uh, honestly, like... All of them are, and it. They, there's even, like, a song that features Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, <gasps> in, like, a talk-down, sort of, like, an homage or homage to, uh, what is it, um, Michael Jackson's Thriller, where Vincent Price, you know, talks in it. It feels very, like, similar to that. Obviously, it's hard to touch Thriller, so it's it's not as good as Thriller, but it is good. The only song I don't like on this album, because all of them are, like, it's an album full of bops. I never listen to a full album. The only song that I skip and have not finished is Death by Sex. That's it. I just didn't like it. That's fair. There's always, I mean, like, the fact that there's only one song that I was kind of like, eh, is really impressive. It's just, it's a good, good album. If I had to pick one to put a little sample of on here, which one do you think would be the most enticing and capture the spirit, the spooky spirit? I would say, I feel like Close Your Eyes is really good. right before Halloween or is this just something where she was like alright guys enjoy if you want to listen to it at Halloween then good for you I don't give a fuck so I think last year she came out with sort of like an EP where it was sort of a a shorter amount like I think it was maybe I don't actually know how many songs but it wasn't like a full full album and then this year she came out with a bunch more and added them together to make just one full album 
called Turn Off the Light. And I think she may have like remastered some of them. I'm not 100% sure, but it's got 17 songs and they are all just so fucking good. Well, except for Death by Sex, but you know. Yeah, well, it's one. I mean, some people may really love that song. I just was kind of like, eh, we can cut me being super negative about this song, but... No, if you liked the whole thing, you can be negative about just this one. It just didn't, it didn't hit for me. And I thought I was going to love it because I was like, Death by Sex, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Not the, not the idea of it, but like, <laughs> it sounds like it would be a funny song or a good song or an interesting song. I want song. to have sex until I expire. No, I don't, I don't feel Goodbye. like. Goodbye. I don't want to have Death by Snow Snow. I will pass. You haven't watched Futurama. I don't know why I keep trying to reference Futurama. It's it means it's a a touchstone for you. I love Futurama. I know you do. Love I'm glad so you have something much. that you enjoy as much as you enjoy Futurama. I love it. Well, that's that's it for me. And that's it for me. That's it for us. Oh my god. Goodbye. <laughs> that's you have to do your Rex. My Rex. Do your Rex. I had this one on my list from last week, but I was I was hesitant to put it just because listen, I know. I know everybody out there has gotten really into a webcomic at one point, right? We've all gotten into a webcomic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what's the worst? What? When you are reading a webcomic and then it just kind of stops and you don't know how often it's going to continue to update. Oh, you mean like how you find it and it's got like six years of content and you blow through it in a week or less or maybe a night and then you're like, where's the rest? That's what I mean. Where's the rest? Well, that's how I feel about this one. Um, I read it on Tapas. I don't know if it's on any other ones, but Tapas is the like webcomic app that I use along with Webtoon, but uh, it's T-A-P-A-S and... I follow a guy named Caleb on Twitter, and I got lucky enough just to realize, because I don't think they have, like, their own Twitter for it or anything, but they were like, yeah, I do a a webcomic called Eerie Crest. It's about, like, a trans boy in high school and haunted forests and spooky stuff and crushes, and I was like, all right, sign me up. And it's called Eerie Crests, like E-E-R-I-E. Mm-hmm. crests and it's very good like the art is really cute when i say cute it's just it's good and i don't know i really liked it he's still updating it but it's definitely one of those where i i read all of it in like two days and now now i wait <laughs> now i am caught up yep it's kind of like magnus archives where i listened to like four years of it in the span of like a a couple months that one took me a little bit longer and now i'm caught up with everybody else and i've got to wait till till april of next year for the next season so <sighs> and i'll reiterate magnus archives as a podcast is very good they just finished their fourth season and so good i am in pain but i love it so yeah eerie crests on top us it's not done but it's good if you're willing to wait I say go for it, and Magnus Archives, because they're going on a little a little vacation right now, so you'll have some time to recover, I guess. Mm. What about you? So today's uh, November 7th, which means that it is in seven day, which for anyone who has played Mass Effect, you know 
that in seven day is a big deal for Mm -hmm. people who love Mass Effect, which is me and Taylor. So my recommendation is if you haven't played Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy, you should. And it would be so much easier to tell people to do that if they had a remaster coming out. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it really would. Well, and that's the thing I got so... I never should let myself get excited, but, like, literally in their, like, quarterly whatever report, EA was like, we've got some remasters of, like, fan favorites, or I can't remember how they phrased it, but I was just like, <gasps> whoa, yeah, I'm a fan, and my favorite is Mass, Mass Effect. Uh, Were they actually just talking about Plants vs. Zombies 7 or something? I don't know. They said fan favorites, and I was like, so it's either going to be that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're going to do it for, like, like Dragon Age Origins or something like that mm. for D4 or something. But Which a lot of people would be happy for. Origins is not my favorite, so I would not be as excited about that. But maybe if it looked better, maybe I'd give it another shot, but... I liked Origins. I'm glad I got through it. I like a lot of the characters from it. I just didn't enjoy the gameplay and stuff like that. But, like, I love Zevran. I love Wynn. Alistair wants me dead, but I love him. So, sorry, Alistair. Your playthrough was wild. I had no context. No one told me I wasn't (laughs) supposed to do blood magic. Okay? The one thing you're not supposed to do in Dragon Age. And Taylor was like, sounds cool. The lady was like, I would love to die to save my son. I'm like, all right, bish. <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> Let's do some blood magic. And Alistair's oh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that. <sighs> and then I didn't do enough gifts. I didn't know how to approach anybody. I don't. I didn't do enough side quests. I let Alistair sacrifice himself because he was, like, not down to have a god baby and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Oh, man. My playthrough was much different and much more successful, so. Hey, <laughs> I, I killed the Archdemon. I was successful. Okay. With more collateral mm-hmm. damage. Yeah, for sure. But Mass Effect is a sci-fi RPG. Uh, you play Commander Shepard. You can play as either a lady or a dude. Or, I mean, they're going to refer to you as he or she, so it's not really, there's no non-binary option, but if you just pretend maybe you can you know ignore it but um Head canon and fan fiction go a yes, long way it in does. Mass Effect. it does there's lots of there's lots of problems with mass effect don't get me wrong but i love it i love all the characters i would die for garris vicarian i don't care if he's not real i'd die love for him you, Garby. love you garby blowing kisses kiss. at all my pins <laughs> that i have on the wall that becca made oh i was blowing a kiss to space um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love Mass Effect. Ryan even referenced Mass Effect in his vows at our wedding. So I just need everyone to understand it's an integral, like, it's like 60% of my personality. So mm-hmm. if you took it out of Becca, she would become structurally unsound. I would fall apart. So... <laughs> check it out it's good if you have you can play it on like your xbox or your ps whatever it's like an x it's from the xbox 360 era of games so and it's backwards compatible now on both playstation and xbox so and you can play it on your pc if that's your jam well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on 
Podbean. We're on a lot of podcatchers. If you do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a review, a five-star review, if you please. Tell a friend about this wonderful podcast that you love so much and that they too will soon love and listen to all of it. And then you can talk about it together. You can do spit takes. Yeah. Spit takes on each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can say hi to us on the internet. We are at ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Ghost Emoji Show. We just kind of post if there's any changes to schedules and stuff like that. Announce when new episodes are out. Fun stuff like that. You know how the internet be. But if you follow us on one of those, be sure to say hello. We are always very quick to uh, say hello back. We're experts at greeting people on the internet. I don't want to. I don't want to give that sort of like promise because I we feel like we will respond eventually. Then. Well, here's the problem. I will read something and I'll be like, "It's a weird time to respond to that," or I'll see it like right after they say something. And I'm like, "Well, I don't want to seem creepy, like I'm just <laughs> sitting here on my phone 24 seven, which I am." And so I'll be like, Most "I'll respond are. later," and then later means I forgot and then I think about it six days later and I'm like oh shit I didn't respond to that it would seem really rude to do it now but I also never responded so that's also rude so if I've ever just not responded to you it means that I was trying to be polite by not being weird but then actually just forgot so it all just cancels itself out just tell them it was me Okay. It was Taylor. I did it. Well, this is on my my Twitter account most of the time. I don't actually oh. log in to ghost emojis very often because I, okay. I let you handle that because I feel like you're very good at giving it the spooky aesthetic. Teehee. I feel like I'm going to try and throw in too many colored GIFs that aren't black and white. Eh. There's only so many black and white GIFs. And yet you've managed to keep it mostly black and white. Hmm. 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 Skeksis. Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back one day until <laughs> until then. We'll be back in two weeks. Sure. What are you going to be doing? I'll be here, probably. Probably? Who knows? This is very ominous. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> it's part of the aesthetic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Now say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, me too. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.